Kenya's Women's Safari Guides, today on The World. I'm Carol Hills. Marco Werman's on assignment in Kenya. Leading a safari there is usually considered a man's job, until Sophie Sedera pulls up in her Jeep. One of the guests came and said, Oh my God, are you driving? You're so tiny. We barely see you on the steering. And I was like, I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> Her story and more from Kenya coming up. Plus, it started when he picked up a scrap of paper from the barracks floor. Mary Alice Hoffman, 911 Cherry Street, Dallas, Oregon. Hmm. He wrote her a letter and she answered. I think in letters, your heart comes out about who you really are and what you believe in and what your values are. A love story 53 years in the making, ahead on the world. Marco Werman's on assignment in Kenya. And to wrap up the week, he's got stories about Kenyan women who are owning it in comedy, in music, and as wildlife guides. That's all coming up. But first, we begin with the fight against ISIS. That was definitely on President Obama's mind today at his annual year-end news conference. We're going to defeat ISIS. And we're going to do so by systematically squeezing them, cutting off their supply lines, cutting off their financing, taking out their leadership, taking out their forces, taking out their infrastructure. But in Iraq this week, it was ISIS fighters who went on the offensive. They launched an attack against Kurdish forces in northern Iraq. My BBC colleague Murad Shashani is monitoring the fighting from London. He says the extremists have been using a new strategy lately. They are resorting to sort of a, that hit and run. And it seems last week they have concentrated and increased the attacks on the certain areas in order to find themselves spaces where they can run from the airstrikes. About 180 ISIS fighters were killed in strikes that continued until Thursday morning. Um, so who won this battle? I, I, mean, I mean, I know the Kurds put up a good fight. The, the problem we can't. Tell that these statistics ongoing, we don't know for certain because we don't have a, you know, independent sources from inside to tell us who has been killed on the ground and stuff. It, if you remember after the American invasion in Iraq, we've been hearing many times that Al-Qaeda leaders have been killed and suddenly we discover they were sometimes normal people or they are not high ranked in, in, in Al-Qaeda. So it's very hard to determine that. But isn't it important that the Kurds kind of held them off? It's very important. Kurds are playing major role in, in, in pushing back IS in their areas. But IS also playing the same game where they don't want an open battle with the Kurds because they will be exhausted. So that's why they are resorting to hit and run in that area to keep them busy and to find themselves spaces where they can run away from the airstrikes. One thing I've got to ask is we hear a lot in this country from President Obama and others about all these attacks, you know, increased level of attacks against ISIS. He's mostly talking about Syria, uh, but I'm assuming some of those air attacks are going on in Iraq. Are they having any impact in these areas of northern Iraq that we're talking about? It's true that the uh, airstrikes in Syria are uh, more powerful, if you'd like, than what's happening in Iraq. The problem is in Syria, there are when the civilians have been hit in, in any attack, that increases the anger. More people become more supportive to IS. How is public support for ISIS on the ground? It's very important to understand one of the major 
issues that IS rely on in gaining support is the division uh, based on sectarian affiliation. There's a really a sectarian division in the in the in the region, and they play on that. Let's say in Iraq case that the Shia dominated government is attacking you because you are Sunni, so they are attracting those youngsters who've who've lost the hope. They they can't see uh, they can't see sort of a discrimination against them on a daily basis. There's no hope for future. So IS in a way or another are representing a sort of a an alternative solution for those youngsters. So it's true that they have brutal uh, uh, measures. They are very bad ruling day-to-day um, uh, ways, treat other, other religious minorities very badly. However, there are sort of grievances on the ground which exploit it to recruit more uh, youngsters. Do they offer anything practically that helps uh, Iraqis or Syrians on the ground? Many people I spoke to them, they said at least protection and they feel themselves they are belonging to sort of identity for a bigger idea. At least they feeling themselves they are controlling their own areas, actually, because of the protection of IS. My BBC colleague Murad Shashani. He's been-